What is up, family? You're now on the stupid coop. Hello. Hello. What's up, family? It's Jackie and Khalifa Bay. And you are now on the stupid coop. This is such a monumental moment for me for several different reasons. And we'll get into that later. However, how are you feeling in this moment? I am up and ready to talk. Yeah. <clears throat> now, we're in two different time zones. So I'm East Coast and you're West Coast. Right. Uh, and I have to apologize for wasting your time earlier. No, you're fine. But it was like I was running around, running around, running around, running around. Do what you do, and then we can always get to this later. Now. As we do it, we're about to get down to the get down. Okay. So let's not waste any time. So let's get into the word of the day. The word of the day is meander. Meander is spelled M-E-A-N-D-E-R. And meander is defined as to wander aimlessly or casually or to follow a willing or intricate course. And that's one thing that I do is I meander when I walk. I take my walks. My walks are important to me. And it helps me kind of clear my mind. It helps me creatively. Um, And being on the West Coast, your weather is a lot more better in my air quotations than ours is on the East Coast. So do y'all walk like we walk in New York? Yes, we do. We walk. Okay, I walk. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, take walks in the park. Mm-hmm. Walking down the street is kind of not advisable because people out here are kind of on the loony side and you don't know what you're getting now. But, um, you know, I think walks are great. Gives you a chance to be with you. Mm-hmm. And not even just being with you, it allows you to discover new areas, new restaurants, new this and that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It depends on where you're walking. Now, if you're walking here, if you're if you're walking local, that's one thing. Now, you can walk um, Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. You can walk this area called Larchmont. And you can also walk in areas of Compton and Watts. Nice. And I remember being in California... This was some years ago. Uh, I was in L.A., but I was staying in Pasadena. And Pasadena was such a neighborhood where when I would come out in the morning, people would like be, you know, living in New York for so long, people would be like, good morning. And I'm like, what are they talking about? Are they talking to me? <laughs> mm. It was kind of weird. It was kind of weird. But... No, Pasadena's a great place. We lived in Pasadena, Naomi and I. 
and oh, um, it's just oh my god, so many trees and trees and trees and trees and trees. No matter where you go, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Um, so let's go into now that I know that you're feeling well. Mm-hmm. Let's go into our breaking beauty segment. And first of all, I think we need to let the people know how we know each other. Um, I am a friend of your daughter that has since passed. Yes. Naomi. Nene. You know, however you identified her as. Who is and will always forever be a light and I met her at Central State University. And there was never a point when I needed to go to town. And anybody that's listening to this that went to Central or experienced uh, being at Wilberforce, when we needed to go to town, you had to know somebody that had a car. And there was never a point when Naomi, when she would bring me into town, she was living off campus at the time. And she always made me feel welcomed. There was never any judgment. The only judgment was if you don't turn up like I'm going to turn up, you can go home. (laughs) (laughs) That's her. Yes. And I always loved that about her. She was always so welcoming and I can't think of anybody that disliked her. And if they did, it was most likely them that was disliked. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Naomi was always friendly. Yeah. She was always funny. Yeah. She wanted everyone to be her friend. Mm-hmm. She, she never had any malice in her heart. She was just, like you said, she was the light. She was the light of my life and still is. In the light of the party, and when we say party, you know, we say that relatively, but when you were around her, it was like you felt comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, as I talk to her friends, mm-hmm. that's a common theme. Yeah. Now we'll get to that because we're going to give her her own segment. <laughs> yeah. She deserves that. She deserves that. Right. Um, and I'm going to kind of rush through a couple of segments because I really want to get to that one. Okay. Um, so before we get into that, I want to talk to you about our segment as far as breaking beauty. And when I thought about Breaking Beauty, you know, I could have shouted out this black brand, this black brand, as I often do. And as I should, because I always want to highlight black um, brands. But I want to talk about, because you are a woman of a particular age. And Uh if you want to share your age, you can share it. If you don't, you don't have to. 66. All right. And at 66, I saw you on the Facebook Live the other day. (laughs) And I'm like, ma'am, what are you doing? What am I not doing? What should I be doing? 
so I want you to talk about those skincare routines that are new to us, but traditional to your generation and your mother and your grandmother, grandfather. So talk to me about that. Well, we are still four generations of Alexander women. Mm -hmm. And with my great-grandmother, and they came up during the Madam C. era. Mm. And I was still giving Jim Crow teas. And it was about natural beauty. Mm-hmm. It was potions and concoctions that we made up. But the staple in that was Vaseline. Mm-hmm. If you look at um, what's my girl, she's doing a Vaseline commercial, Ooh. and that's what her what name? Her the one whose son just passed. I don't know. Oh, what? It's a celebrity. Yes, yeah, a celebrity. Just passed. She did, oh, God. She did, um, what's the movie? She just did the cowboy movie. 227. Regina King. It's not Jack. Oh, yes, yes. Regina King. Regina King has the most um, culturally competent commercial Mm -hmm. on TV. Mm -hmm. Because I asked my grandmother the same thing. Your skin so soft. Mm-hmm. Vaseline. My aunt, Vaseline. They had this product called Queen Helene. And that's where you would, uh, it's like cold cream. And that's what you would put on your face and wash your that. face with. So it wasn't all of this L'Oreal, because that's for white women. <laughs> just keeping it a bug. We didn't need four hundred dollar cream with the melanin in our skin. Mm-hmm. It naturally absorbed, but we have to understand when it comes to products, it's about your skin type. That is and correct. Not to say that some of these, you know, Becky products don't work for <laughs> us. But you say what kind of product? Becky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be politically correct. In, hey, in we don't do that over here. We don't do that over here. Oh, we so don't? Okay. Say what you yeah. say. Okay. All right. And okay, in European culture, let me go there. Mm-hmm. In European culture, we stick with natural products because of our melanated skin. Absolutely. So we don't need we don't need a lot. I, I see a lot of women today with yeah, with fake. Just let me keep it a buck. Mm-hmm. We don't need all of that. Mm-hmm. Cause we are naturally it's it's always been enhancement, mm-hmm. not made up. For example, because Oprah mm-hmm. is a national television personality, the transformation that goes on with her mm-hmm. is necessary 
because she's in public. Correct. But her skin is absolutely gorgeous. And if we just do the little things, not over, you know, you have the toner, the the wash, you just have all these products, which also is a marketing gimmick. Mm-hmm. You know, you, the regimen, eh, not necessarily, mm-hmm. but Vaseline. Now, I'm going to disagree with you on that. Okay. Respectfully. All right. And I think that a routine is crucial because when you think of your skin, what it does during the morning when you wake up versus all of the elements that it's endured throughout the day. And then you go lay that dirty face on your pillow. It makes a difference. It does. You're absolutely correct. It does make a difference. But in the Vaseline era, you wash your face, put the Vaseline mm-hmm. on, and you just kind of went on, went on to sleep and woke up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, I'm with you. And I think that we, but I'm also agreeing, and I'm also disagreeing with you. Um, but I think I'm agreeing more in the middle of less is more. That part. So we don't have to have these 15 different concoctions, which I do. I'm not going to lie. I do because I like to try different stuff. And I I say that because on the back of my listeners and supporters, I'm like, okay, spend your money on this. Don't spend your money on that. High end versus, I don't want to say low end, but for lack of a better phrase, low end. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll try it so you don't have to. And that's also a gamble because my skin is not the same as your skin. True. And a man's skin is tends to be a little bit thicker than women's skin. Absolutely correct. So it's like, I always kind of, you know, make sure I make that note available to people so they know that it's like, don't take this literal. Don't take it literal. Take it verbatim. Try it out. If it works for you, it works. If it doesn't, hey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, and for us, it was a matter of economics. That is also true. You know, so like I said, you get 99 cent Vaseline because back then, you know, we were more uh, conscious of our dollars and our spending. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm more conscious of putting Vaseline on my feet. Oh, absolutely. Who child with a hot sock on top Ooh, of it? I, mm, 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 mm. Baby, somebody who's been going to suck on these socks. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I don't went too far. <laughs> but, but, like I said, it, it, you're right. It's um, great for the feet. Yes, 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 yes. So with that being said... Let's move into remembering your daughter, Naomi. And I want you to say her full name if you feel comfortable with that. Naomi Rochelle Young. And I named her Naomi Mm -hmm. after 
the model, first black model, Naomi Sims. Mm-hmm. My mother, my mother gave me a book mm-hmm. when I was about six, and it was about Naomi Sims. Mm-hmm. She was modeling. You know, she was a dark-skinned, melanated sister at that time for, you know, for the European society. Right. And um, I just love that name, Naomi. And it just stuck with me. So when she was born, I thought it was a boy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a girl's name picked out. So the, I'm actually looking at Naomi Sims right now because I literally have never heard of her before. Oh my god! Yes. So I'm looking at her now, like <laughs> she is fucking gorgeous. Yeah, skin in her book was skincare routines and everything, and um, so I'm in the hospital, and the nurse kept saying, "Well, what if it's a girl? What if it's a girl?" And that's what popped up in my brain. So that's how she got a. Well, I love her. And so when you have to think about your child that has left this earth before you, what is one thing that you would want to say to her? What's one thing, one like lesson? I always raised her to follow her own mind mm-hmm. and she, and that's what she did to the end she did she and followed she her Aries mind. right May May 11 no Taurus no, she was a Taurus she was a Taurus we talked about this the other day yeah she's a Taurus and she and she charted her own course because all you can do as a parent is put options in front of them, mm-hmm. be an example for them, mm-hmm. show them some other way. Now, so let she, me ask you this as a parent. Mm-hmm. So when you say when you chartered some of the ways and showed them, so what was some of the things that she took away from your teaching and some of the things that she resisted. One of the things she took away from my teaching is research it yourself. Mm-hmm. It's it's always good to hear because your parents are supposed to, you know, guide you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But I wanted her to know. I wanted her to see more than one side of the story. I love that. I love that. Because we're parenting is, there's no book on it. It's individual and it pertains to an individual child. Say if you mm-hmm. have three children, they have three different personalities. True, they true, true. Three, you know, different courses. And some things... And other things are not one size fit all. And I would have liked her to focus more on health. Mm-hmm. And health. define that. Health meaning take 
eating the right food, mm-hmm. not putting things in your body that are risky. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you moderation. Think that kind of attributed to her death? I think not so much the death, but the high blood pressure. Gotcha. I think the high blood pressure. And nowadays, because it was different, of course, when I was coming up. Mm-hmm. And um, once you start taking things, because the first thing you have a discussion with your daughter is birth control. Mm-hmm. So when I came up, birth control was, you know, um, that whole women's lip thing and came into play so when they Mm -hmm. started coming out with you know you could take this pill because it was just a pill Mm -hmm. but what it does it unregulates your natural system you know and once you start tampering with that you don't know where what it's going to affect and I believe as I, in hindsight, mm-hmm. when it came to her generation of birth control pills and things, they are, were trying to perfect it. Because, you know, science is always trying to perfect something. Correct. So I think that was the beginning of um, the whole high blood pressure situation. And my question is, because I've heard this from many women, obviously I'm not a woman, mm-hmm. um, but I hear that either blood pressure medicine or birth control has caused women to go blind. It has caused women with unforeseen disabilities. And it poses the question that women are always made to protect themselves. But then when are we going to ask men, sir, you need to get your, you know, snip, snip, your little, what they got, a vasectomy? Mm-hmm. Um, so that we're all protecting ourselves, each other, so that a woman doesn't have to take this medicine. What this do you think is- about that? This is when it started. Um, women in 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 general. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to say it like this. A lot of, you know, modern day women don't like the word roles. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a role. Mm-hmm. And with women, because we are these we are the 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 we give life mm-hmm. that is true and we are to me certain things now you can do what you want but mm-hmm. the question begs should you mm. okay yeah if you want to climb a telephone pole go ahead if you want to be a fireman go ahead but because our bodies are made differently mm-hmm. Should you? It's not saying you can't, but what kind of strain does that put on a body that bears children? No, and I believe that women, I bow down. 
I bow down because the amount of and I don't want to call it trauma for lack of a better phrase uh, you have to go through you having a period mm-hmm. you having kids mm-hmm. and it's just like it's ongoing where us as men we don't necessarily go through that it wasn't designed that way Ooh, child. I bow down. I bow down. <laughs> it wasn't designed that way. And because of the years of I am woman, hear me roar, I can do. Because when you look at the the women who started that movement mm-hmm. was a lot of rich European women who had husbands. Because you have mm-hmm. to remember, uh, white women couldn't vote. That they were considered true. chattel and property. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they were looking for liberation from all of that. Mm-hmm. For us, we've always worked. Yeah. My, we've always had my my family. We've always had our own businesses, mm-hmm. so that's nothing new. But when you join a movement that really doesn't pertain to you, and you're just following. Because you want to get in to fit in or whatever that is, that's is that really for you? Have you thought about it? So, um, as integration has taken was was supposed to be the cure all, eh? Depending on you know, depending on what side you stand on, mm-hmm. um, we take on other people's characteristics. Absolutely. We take on their culture. And we wonder why it's not working because it doesn't belong to us. It's not ours. It's not ours, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it women have to just, I won't say women, for me, let me speak for me. I had to come to the realization is I had to get to know me and what works best for me. Mm-hmm. So with the birth control pills, I knew they regulated your cycle. So it wasn't something that you stayed on because you still wanted my natural cycle to flow. So I'd be on it for three months, then I'd get off. Mm-hmm. Be on it for three months, then I'd get off. So to finally, I found a natural birth control called neem oil. And I've neem oil is something that you use pre-sexual intercourse you get yourself ready you just nowadays people just jump in it you so know? when you say get yourself ready is it like two days before three days like a no month? no for, for for me you know you want to shower you want to bathe your your significant other is coming over you're going to have a night of intimacy mm-hmm. so in your preparation it was an oil you had a eyedropper. You put a dropper, inserted a dropper full in your vagina. Mm-hmm. It was good to go. No side effects. No regulation of the body or the system. And I never got pregnant. Never. Never. Interesting. Absolutely. It's out there. Because I was trying to tell Naomi about that. I said, why don't you, you know, give your body a rest mm-hmm. and use the neem oil. 
I don't know, mommy. We just in the moment. You know, this is spur the moment. We got the that and that and that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, when um, they have taken, society has taken intimacy to to a whole nother level. You know, I hear this, you know, people are into, they go to these sex parties. Not that it's not a, it's not a new thing. But I would, it was, it's just so prevalent now. Just go get with anybody and you, you don't even know their middle name. But yeah, that's and that's funny because that's going to be a podcast, not this one, not the next one, but the next one after that. Because one of my friends was talking about being sex positive and being fluid and, you know, doing what you do. Me personally, I'm kind of like a recluse when it comes to sex. Mm-hmm. And I need to know a couple of things about you. Oh, I know. First, your status. Yeah. <laughs> um, you need to bring me to it's, it's It's about paperwork now. Yeah. And if you want to, you know, go on and do what you do, that's your business. Consequences. Consequences. Yeah. You know, good, bad, or indifferent. Everything mm-hmm. has a consequence to it. But let me ask you about this mm-hmm. as we move on. I want to talk about so many things with you. Uh, I want to recap <laughs> the Super Bowl. Uh, you are from and live in LA. Yes. I am from Cincinnati, Ohio, living in New York. Uh, and so I went to the Super Bowl party, which was super dope. Shout out to my homeboy. I ain't gonna say his name because you know that's his business. Um, so I was rooting for my team, the Cincinnati Bengals. That's okay. And I have never been so invested in a game. And I was invested because my late father was a Bengals fan. Mm. And so I was rooting on the back of him. And then when I got to the game, I got there late. Don't judge me. If you judge me, I don't care. I got there when the game was 20, the Bengals was 20 and 16. So I'm like, come on, y'all. Y'all got this. Y'all got this. Y'all got this. And of course, they ended up losing. So what was the energy like in L.A.? And even though you might not have been like in the trenches, just like the surrounding areas when you went to the store or when you went to, you know, wherever, because I know people was hyping shit up. Or maybe I'm just making that shit up in my head. You know, you're, you're absolutely correct. Now, I live 10 minutes from the SoFi Stadium, mm. but I'm in L.A. Eagle, yeah, Inglewood is about 10 minutes, SoFi Stadium, 10 minutes from me. It was crazy off the chain. Give me some examples. You know, you, got, you, have, you have a lot of tourists that come mm-hmm. in. A lot of people came in from out of town. Of course. And people's behavior... Is is a party behavior, mm-hmm. and it's said that people 
use alcohol as an excuse to do what they wanted to do anyway. So it was, um, this didn't make the news, but, you know, uh, at the celebration, you know, people started breaking in stores and kind of doing the looting thing. But because when, when, when you, when you really watch, especially this game, who was the halftime entertainment? Our people. And when that melanin resonates, it's a frequency. And the frequency here was so fever pitch that it was just exploded. So excitement to see the frequency rise. Eh. But it it's it was um uh Inglewood. I don't like mm-hmm. it's of course it's LA Rams. That's mm-hmm. that's political, but the stadium is in Inglewood. Um, and for and, those that don't understand, help us out. Okay, you have different cities. Mm-hmm. You have Los Angeles, then you have L.A. City, and then you have L.A. County. Mm-hmm. Inglewood is in L.A. County. Compton mm-hmm. is in L.A. County because these uh, cities have their own mayors. Mm-hmm. Like Inglewood has Mayor Butts, Compton has uh, Mayor Emma Sharif, mm-hmm. you know, Culver City. So those are more LA County. So the city, which is where I live, is the actual heart. Because it, it's in South LA. Mm-hmm. That's where SoFi Stadium is. It's even though it's in Inglewood, it's in the southern part of. Los Angeles. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was just, they had the parade today. They mm-hmm. had the parade over by Exposition Park, which is over near USC. Mm-hmm. And they were out there at five o'clock this morning. So, economic. At a parade at five o'clock this morning? Well, no, people going to the parade. Oh. Because from a square footage perspective, LA runs through, well, South LA runs through the middle of the city because to go to downtown, you have to go through South LA to get to the airport and vice versa. And um, so people, um, you know, they already had the parade route because they had this pre, okay, if the Bengals win, what's going to happen? In Cincinnati, if LA wins, you know what's going to happen. Where's the parade? It's a big, huge logistics um, situation. But you know, from what I saw on the news, people had a great time. I personally didn't have a dog in the fight because I've been mad at the Rams since they messed over James Harris fifty years ago. Now, what they did with him? James Harris was kind of like the first black quarterback. Mm-hmm. And Google him. Phenomenal. Won the Super Bowl for the Rams. And then after that, they fired him. So I'm like, what's that all about? But yeah, he broke records. You know, that's why they pump up Tom Brady so much. You know, 
because you know he's got to have all these records, but the records he was breaking was James Harris. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, I'm washing my hands. It's okay. They gonna hear a little water in the back <laughs> end. Wash your hands. Yeah, we wash your hands. Absolutely. But yeah, but, so with the with the Rams and eh, it's not that I hold grudges, but you look at the whole NFL situation. It's always been that way. It's always know, been that way. That leads me into our last conversation. Okay. Child, let me sit down. Let me come on about this bathroom. <laughs> I want to eat me another piece of pizza, but I ain't going to be smacking in these people's ear. There is a lot of uh, racist rhetoric that has come from on the back of the Super Bowl because yes. white people didn't see themselves centered as they often are. And they felt some type of way. And I'm like, we did one Super Bowl moment and now y'all want to feel some type of way? But I say that and I'm going to leave with this. That racism doesn't exist until white people want to talk about reverse racism. And if racism doesn't exist, then reverse racism can exist. Because if it's reversed, like, then you're acknowledging that racism actually exists. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't make sense. But then again, it does because they changed the rules to fit them. So what part of it doesn't make sense? You cannot have reverse racism. Black people can't be racist. Mm -hmm. Black people can be prejudiced. Mm -hmm. But see, racism is, is a whole concept in and of itself. Mm -hmm. You're placing yourself superior mm -hmm. than anybody else. I'm white and I say so. But those are just thoughts in their heads. And as long as we feed the nonsense, they're going to, just like it's Black History Month. Let me give a better example. It's Black History Month. Absolutely. What do you hear? How we were treated, enslavement. Like that's the only part of who we are. We are global people. We mm -hmm. people up on the planet. But because this small group of people has decided that I'm white and my skin, because it's all about skin color mm -hmm. for them. But racism is, is the racist oppress. We as, as, as black people, we, can, we don't have the ability to oppress mm -hmm. people. Absolutely. That's the difference. So it, like you said, if it's reversed, that means we're doing it to them. Mm -hmm. No. We don't have the strength yet mm -hmm. to overcome because their time is numbered. This is a... Oh, yeah. Yeah, their time is and numbered. And not only is their time numbered, mm -hmm. their lineage is numbered. Oh, and that's what they're scared of. <laughs> Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, the ISIS papers. That's what they're scared of. Yeah, and because it's true. Mm -hmm. And that's the fear. That's what you see today. 
that they know they know their time is up. So they're trying to do everything they can to prolong the inevitable. Yeah. You know. I so like yeah. That. So I don't in you know, people like I said for Black History Month, I want to talk about the accomplishment. Mm-hmm. We're seeming to focus more on what they did and their uh, society is trying to keep control the narrative. Mm-hmm. And it, if we start commenting on their narrative, it diminishes what Carter G. Woodson mm-hmm. established Negro. It was Negro History Week originally. It was just a week and then it became a month. And for me... And now it's about to become a year. Yeah, because it's all 365, but it's up to mm-hmm. us to make it go all year. Mm-hmm. You know, And that's why I think my, about me is I celebrate not even black people, but black businesses mm-hmm. all year around. Uh, all year round. Because we're global. No we're global. And we invented this shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> you think of the cell phones, when you think of the refrigerator, and now I say refrigerator, mm-hmm. refrigerator. Exactly. When you think of the airplanes, when you think of uh, the Wi-Fi, like it's just so much. Like I could go on and on and on and on and on and on. And that's what we have to talk about. Mm-hmm. We that's what we have to buck because enslavement, and I don't call it slavery. We were enslaved. We were taken from a place yeah. and brought to a place to build a country. And if they were all that superior, why did they need us? Exactly. And they want to call us lazy. Yeah, but that's that, what they call reverse psychology. And we have to get, some more of us have to get past it. Absolutely. You know, and just stop talking about it because that's how they keep us distracted, talking about them. And it's funny that you say that because I often think about when I'm in certain spaces, in Mm -hmm. particular white spaces, Mm -hmm. so where I'm explaining myself. And y'all don't want to. Y'all don't want to hear the truth. Y'all know the truth. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm not about to keep expelling my energy and doing this with y'all. Like y'all know what it is. Mm-hmm. They do. So I'm gonna just boss up. Yeah. And do what I do. And mm-hmm. if I get fired, I get fired. There you go. Because I have walked off many jobs, mm-hmm. good paying jobs. My last job was in 2000. And in 2005, I was about 80 grand as a legal secretary. And situation came up where the, because, uh, you know, when you were in a law firm, you all would they have a, a bay mate because they'll have two secretaries outside. So I had a Southern bail. You know, uh, she would always yeah. brag about you know, what she had and her husband divorced her and you got to listen to all this yada yada. And um, she did something to me that was just so egregious that I said, you know what? Time for me to get up. 
And I just, I don't tolerate it. When you know who you are, you know what your skill level is and know that you're qualified. It is no need to compromise your principles for a job. Absolutely. If you know who your real source is, it's no need for you to compromise because of a job. Because just like you got that one job, you'll get another job. That's how it worked for me as a what they call uh, single parenting. Mm -hmm. I call it you parent alone. But Naomi had a village. Mm -hmm. Be that as it may. She definitely did. Never, you never compromise your integrity for anything, especially about some money, some fiat currency that's that has no valuation on the open market. It's not Come on, let's speak on that. Come on, let's speak on that. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, you don't do that for any reason. Keep your dignity. Because a situation came up and I wasn't speaking to the lady anymore. I just, I can walk in a room. You can be sitting right there. And I had worked there a year. Never spoke to her when I went into the office. And I guess it got too much for her. So she started <laughs> going to administration saying, I don't know, she won't talk to me. So the guy I was working for was the uh, assistant practice group manager. And we had a great working relationship mm-hmm. until he asked me to compromise my integrity and speak to her. That was never going to happen. And that's my opinion. That wasn't going to happen. And when I turned in my resignation, everybody was, oh, what? But what are you going to do? I said, not be here. It was classic gaslighting. Exactly. And I, and I didn't know what that was. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I, you know, never take crap offer anybody for the mm-hmm. sake of a job. And I know people out there, well, what about my kids? Well, what about them? You, you got to put your big girl panties on or you got to put your big man drawers on, boxes on. Mm-hmm. Never think about teaching your kids <laughs> what to not settle for. Just don't settle for We weren't raised to settle for the crap that's going on now. We just weren't raised like that. Because they need you. You don't need them. Because once you walk away, once you have the the ability and the courage to walk away. They are confused. They confuse. They confuse and then they don't they don't know what to do. They'll they'll never be able to replace you. Mm-hmm. They'll never be able to replace you. But no, you don't ever compromise yourself by the job. Especially yeah. when it you're being humiliated or your dignity is being attacked Mm -hmm. and that's what they were trying to do they were trying to get me to compromise my principles and I wasn't not at 80,000 not at 100,000 not at a million because I got to look at myself in the mirror I had to look Mm -hmm. at Naomi because I was qualified I had a job the next day Mm -hmm. but stand on what you know and who your source is and I was going to ask you in summation Mm-hmm. What is one thing that you want to leave the listeners with as a life lesson? Build your foundation on culture. 
because within your culture, you will find you. Mm. Yo, that is so profound. Because it's not in the matrix. You people are looking for themselves in the matrix. And you see what the matrix has for you. But when you Mm -hmm. build your foundation within your culture. And those who had come before you, when they call the ancestors, what did we do? How did we construct what they call the pyramids? How did that? And they're still standing over a hundreds of millions of years. Mm-hmm. And this is not, you know, they look at the pyramids and they think, oh, that's, you know, um, what do you call that? Um, Ten Commandments mm-hmm. and all that. No. This planet in and of itself is billions of years old. And this is just one piece in that time frame. And it's so crazy because I've been seeing a lot of uh, rhetoric trying to separate Egypt from Africa. See, that's that's why they loony. I'm like, are y'all know? Like, did you know that the continent? of Africa is the only land mass attached to the earth. Mm -hmm. The only last everywhere the pieces are now, it broke off from... And for somebody that may not understand that, describe that to them. Before, back in the beginning of the beginning of the beginning, there were, it was a whole whole earth whole planet and everything if you put them if you look at the map and you push the pieces back together they fit perfectly so as the time passed the earth shifted Mm -hmm. all this all this pieces broke off Mm -hmm. and that's how you get south america that's how you get the united states that's how you get europe and all those countries but if you pull them all back together, it's one landmass. And with Egypt, because they don't want to attach Egypt, they call it the Middle East. It's no, it's not even a direction Middle Middle East. What? <laughs> what do you mean it's Middle a, it's East? It's a part of Africa, like yeah, it's a part of Africa and parts and that little part that they talk about, you is still attached in some spaces. But Absolutely. they want to claim it, you know. They want to claim it because see, when you when you want to, because see, they stole our story and mm-hmm. put their name on it. So they have to do everything they can to detach it As from the, the colonizers. Do exactly. That's that's all this is. There's no such mm-hmm. thing as Middle East. And if you go back farther enough in the timeline, you will find they mutated to this planet only about 56,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's according to the scholars I study under Dr. John Henry Clark, um, Dr. Professor Kaba Kamene. When we get with our scholars, then we know well, what you truth is. Send me those people. I want to oh, I'm going to send them to you. Oh, you're going to love it because mm-hmm. we have to seek out our culture. We have to seek mm-hmm. out who we are. And when you seek it, just a stone will be laid, a pebble will be laid that will take you into the direction you want to go until you find you. I love it. I love it. I love it. And with that being said, 
I feel like that's a perfect ending. And I want people to find you and find your daughter. And if you feel comfortable sending that information to the people. Okay. You can find me now because I've taken over her page. Mm-hmm. So you tell them what the page is. Nay Young. I it's think it's Nay, Nay Young. Young. I think she's Nay Young. You can find me on her page because I'm going to start posting. I'm going to start posting about AJ's progress. He started mm-hmm. back to school yesterday. So I'm excited about that. And He's adjusting AJ. well. And um, so that's where they can find me. All right. So I'm going to tag that uh, so they can find him. I'm going to tag you so they can find him. Okay. You know, people is kind of creepy. Mm. Uh, and I'm always kind of like, that's another conversation. You know what I love about you? What? You are so honest. Thank Just you. you, your whole the moment I talked to you, I spoke with you. I knew you were different, and just your whole persona and how you just keep it a buck. I love it. No, I I thank do. you so much. Well, for me, I live through Naomi, through mm-hmm. her friends. I get to see the woman she became through you guys. Yes, 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 yes. And she had some great friends. You guys, yeah. oh my lord. And I'm, she's I'm a great so friend. Thankful. <laughs> I am so thankful. Because you send your kids out into the world and they get mixed up with all kind of people. And you're like, huh, they came out of my house? How did they go that way? But through you guys, oh my God. It's, it's how I get through. Yeah. But you know what? I am being very transparent with you. Um, I thought about calling you because I hit you up like, hey, let's record. And then you didn't say anything. And so I didn't want to really press the issue because I didn't know what you were going through. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I didn't tell you? This, you know, give your listeners, um, like these last couple of days, I lost her phone. I forgot where I put it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I said, "Oh, I'm supposed to record today." That's why I was texting you like crazy. <laughs> that was that, but no, you know, you you, you can hit me up because, no, like no, I said, no. I'm never up this late talking. I no. haven't been up this late talking in a long time, and I'm enjoying the conversation, and I'm enjoying the company. Yeah, you know, so yeah. Okay, so let the people know it's. What time in California? It is. Where's that phone? It is maybe uh, uh-uh, 1056. Maybe. It's 1056. I'm maybe and it's 2 o'clock here in New uh, York. And the fact that you're up that late, I love it. I have to do I have to do this for my people. Absolutely. And that just goes to show how much I love in the door, and I hope that you don't mind me calling you Ma. No, I, you know what? I love it. I need, I need, <laughs> I need some more children now. And you guys are it. Yeah. I love the mom. Being a mom is the bomb. Being a mom, 
Not to say the dad. I haven't. I, I can't be a dad. I'm sure the dad is just as cool. But being a mom mm, and having somebody call you mom, I love Yeah. And we will forever check on you. And shout out to Chloe. Chloe is one of my other homegirls that knew Naomi. Mm-hmm. And when I let her know that I was going to be on a podcast with you, she literally broke down. Oh, wow. Mm. And she's a mother. And so now, of course, I'm not going to tell her business. But it was like mothers, understanding mothers. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, y'all about to have me in tears. Like, and I've been in tears. And I saw you live the other day. I couldn't watch it. I clicked on it. Um, I just, I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it just because it was such a trigger for me. And this is what I want to help you all get through. And I hope through, if, you know, when we continue these conversations, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a process. Because people keep saying, oh, you're so strong. Oh, you're so strong. Yes, because I'm standing on a firm foundation. Mm-hmm. You have to build up to this. And I want to stress the point because most people don't understand what death is. It's just another, you're transferring to another realm. Mm-hmm. Now, nobody knows where that realm is because you have the only way you'll know, you have to get there. Mm-hmm. And in learning through culture, what it is has prepared me for this moment because I not only lost Naomi, I lost my other brother and I lost my mother two weeks apart. Mm. You know, so it's, we keep talking about this. What was that process like? It's, 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 it's studying our scholars, understanding when you, when you're looking at those reliefs etched in stone for all time and you have them explained to you, that's building the foundation. You have to you have to put your work in. I've been studying our scholars for 30 years now. Mm. You know, the hidden information, the information they don't want you to tap into. Because once you start tapping into who we are as a people and understanding that we're the first people on the planet, we've mm-hmm. developed everything, that gives you sense of self, security, who you mm-hmm. are. You just not these labels they try to tag us with. Okay. That's that's the foundation. More black women is the foundation. And 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 once you get it, you learn about the great mother mm-hmm. because everything comes through us. We are we were chosen to bear mm-hmm. life. Well, that's the way it's designed. And once, you know, sisters start tapping into that feminine energy and start, and, and brothers too, because mm-hmm. there's, there is, everybody has a role. That's what it goes back to. Absolutely. You know, you have the Holy Trinity, Asar, Aset, and Haru, man, woman, child. All right. So we got 59 seconds and 27, or 59 minutes, 27 seconds. So leave the people with something. 
Even though I asked you this like 15 times. <laughs> Leave the people with seek knowledge, not mm-hmm. just information. Mm-hmm. All right. You can get bad information, but knowledge will lead you to truth. With that being said, I appreciate you uh, gracing my platform. And we'll chat soon. I'm actually about to call you after we hang up. That's the (laughs) thing that I do. Okay. Love everybody. Peace out. Chat soon.